Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? You know, man, I'm chilling. How about yourself? I could be doing better. Could be doing better. Shame. I know these Oscar news got you really upset. Yeah, they got me a bit down. I think they got you a bit down as well. I, I, I didn't hear a lot of joy coming from you today about this. Well, well, what are you going to do? It's all political matter, but nonetheless, it's still the Oscars. That's true. It's political. It's who spends the most money on campaigning to woo to get those votes. Uh, but we have our nominees, so how about we just we go over some of them? Yeah, let's just jump right in. Yeah, so, so let's do with... Let's start with the big one, Best Picture. For Best Picture, we have Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, a Star is Born, and Vice. For Best Director, we have the director for Roma, The Favorite, Black Klansman, Vice, and Cold War. Let's see, we have for Best Actor, we have Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, William Dafoe, Rami Malek, and Viggo Morrison. For Best Original Screenplay, we have The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, Vice. Best Adapted Screenplay is A Star is Born, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, If Beale Street Could Walk, Sorry, could talk. And can you ever forgive me? And the last one we'll go over is best animated feature, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mari, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. All right, so Mike, what do you think about these categories? Because I know a lot of our issues stem from the best picture list. Yeah, I feel like that's the list I'm more disappointed with. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say I'm disappointed with any of the others. I feel like there was a lot of movies snubbed. That's true. Yeah. I kind of even feel that there is a snub when it comes to the director category as well, but we can get into that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll go into a little into that a few minutes because after we talk about this, we'll go into what is considered what Hollywood anyways considering the biggest snubs and what we thought are. Um I kind of agree with you. My main issue this year is the best picture category. Again, if anyone does not know, the Academy can vote up to 10 movies. I believe it's this is 8. And the way it works is there's 8,000 people, Academy members, they'll vote. And it's not the top 10 get in. It's You need to reach a percentage of the vote. If you reach a percentage of the vote, you go in. So obviously, it's not that, oh, we didn't think the other movies were good enough to get in. It's that, for some reason, they simply did not vote enough for that one to get in. Uh, yeah. For Best Director, I kind of agree with you. The only one I feel that does not deserve this spot is Adam McKay for Vice. He should not yeah. be a best director. Simply put, as someone who's watched both The Big Short and Vice, I feel he kind of got lazy with Vice and just used the same techniques from The Big Short, and it doesn't work. So, And that does connect to one of the snubs we're about to talk about. Best actor seems fine. Uh, screenplay seems fine. An animated feature as well seems fine. Nothing too bad. But all right, let's get into the snubs. So there's actually quite a bit to go over. Overall, from what people are seeing, Bradley Cooper not being nominated for Best Director up until now. Yeah, Star is Born has gotten Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director. Now with the Oscars. Yeah, so like that's the big snub I thought for in the director category. Yeah, I feel like Bradley Cooper definitely deserves it. At this, I point. think so too. Yeah, definitely. Like you could take out Adam McKay and put in Bradley Cooper, and that category would be a bit tougher. It'd be a stronger category. First Man not being nominated for Best Picture and Best Score. Now, this was one that when the movie first came out, it was a strong contender. 
in the uh, in the circuits and different festivals. Everyone's like, oh, there's going to be a big Oscar movie. By the time we actually got here, yeah, it's kind of a shame. Uh, I actually just bought it to watch it. I haven't seen it yet, so I'll give my opinion on it later. However, I have listened to some of the soundtrack, and it's amazing. There's some good stuff. Is it Interstellar amazing or Inception amazing? Honestly, some of it does remind me of Interstellar a little bit. It is from the same director and composer that did La La Land, so I'm not surprised it's good, but kind of shocked it's not nominated for Best Score. Uh, We have Crazy Rich Asians not being nominated for anything. People were expecting at least a costume design nod. So not not a big one there, but considering how Black Panther is getting a lot of awards, you'd think maybe uh, Crazy Rich Asians might have gotten a nomination. Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor uh, for Best Documentary, which is about Who's the uh, the guy again? The the really nice old guy. Damn, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, Mr. Rogers. Yes, yes. There's a documentary on him. Everyone loved it. Was not even nominated. People are now thinking the Oscar is saving that for the Tom Hanks movie of him being Mr. Rogers. I guess we'll see whenever that movie comes out. And that's really the biggest snubs, Mike. What we what do you think was snubbed? You mentioned earlier that there was quite a few movies that were snubbed. What do you think was? I don't want to go into too big on what movies I personally feel should have been there because I don't have the best view on it, I guess. I but I feel is, like this is our discussion. If you feel there's something that should have been up there, please go ahead. I feel that Black Panther should not have been on there. Agreed. Because, like, don't get me wrong, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's nowhere near, like, when it comes to the storytelling. And I gotta be honest, some of the CGI in it was bad. Oh yeah, but, especially toward the end, it was bad. Yeah, real bad. So, for that to actually, that beat out Aquaman in visual effects, didn't it? It did on the list, but Black Panther did not actually make the official, like, five nominees. Infinity War did. Okay. Well, that's good then. Yeah. But I feel like not having, I don't know, it, it's a tough one, because there were a lot of good movies, but I feel like Black Panther wasn't one of the best ones i agree with you and i do understand people's point for black panther being in and that how overall as a film it may not have been the most perfect film however it is great for representation which i do agree with oh absolutely and people always who bring up infinity war i've been seeing the counterpoint of well infinity war is only great if you see the other movies infinity war is not a good film if it if you don't if it standalone by itself and my counterpoint to that is then why did the return of the king sweep that year, right? It's obvious because it was an amazing trilogy, and what Peter Jackson and his team did to make that back-to-back-to-back, you're going to treat them with some Oscars. That's fair enough. Maybe Infinity War should have been, you know, got a couple of nominees for that. I don't see a lot of movies doing a 20, like, 20-movie, 10-year project on this. No, definitely but, not. But then again, I don't think Infinity War really deserved to be on there either. Oh, no, I agree, like... Infinity War, I don't think, should have made Best Picture. I think it should have gotten, say, Best Score. Maybe Josh Brolin is, like, a Best Supporting Actor. Like, it should have gotten more nominees, but I wouldn't put it a Best Picture. Uh, for me, the biggest snub, uh, which is kind of a gray area, is The Death of Stalin. Technically came out at the end of last year in some countries, so I don't even know if it was qualifying for this year. And even if it was, the studio behind it, I don't even know if they pushed for it. Because for the Oscars... It's not just who made the best movie. It's who markets that movie to people. Like, if you're ever in L.A., if you're ever in Hollywood, you know, November, December, January, 
you're going to read magazines, there's going to be ads like for your consideration, for your consideration. And that's to get people thinking about those movies and vote for those movies. So if you don't spend the money, you don't, uh, you don't get nominated. What I've been hearing this year is Universal had First Man and Green Book. After First Man did not do good at the box office, they pulled the funding for that and pushed it all to Green Book, and it worked out. They got five nominees for that. Yeah. But So to finish up the Oscar talk, overall for the Best Picture nominees, The Favorite and Roma are leading with 10 nominees overall. The Star Wars Born and Vice are both leading with eight. Black Panther and Black Klansman, seven and six respectively. Bohemian Rhapsody, five. And Green Book, five. My last thought is, I know you said Black Panther shouldn't be on the list, but let's let's get to our bigger issue. Let's get to our bigger issue here where, me personally, I don't feel half these movies deserve to be on this Best Picture list. Black Panther, yeah, but- Vice, Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, really? Well, that could kind of tell us about what the movie field was this year it means not a lot of strong movies were out like there are a lot of kind of weird because it doesn't feel like that but i guess you could be right when you look at all the critic scores for all the movies that were released and on the oscar nominees they're not that high no they're not so if those are technically the best of the movies that came out that means everything else was just kind of they're all right they're good movies but they're not great yeah, you make a good point, because definitely, I feel the one of the stronger years, the past few years for me anyway, was 2016, between La La Land, Moonlight, and Arrival. Those three movies by themselves, they each could have won Best Picture, and I would have been fine with it. But here, it's like, I mean, we have to give it to someone. <laughs> like, that's my feeling going in here, is like, we have to give it away to someone. Unlike other years where it's like, shit, it's a close race between these two to three movies. Yep, so as of now, the Oscars is, at least in my opinion, I don't know about yours, kind of a shit show. Uh, Looks like kind of a weak year. Best Pictures is kind of fucked up. They have no host. So it'll be interesting to watch. It definitely will. And we will be talking about who actually wins in about a month when they do the show. The week after, we will talk about who actually won or not. Um, Just a heads up, if Bohemian Rhapsody actually does win Best Picture, you're basically going to listen to five minutes of me just bitching nonstop. So just a little warning for that. I'm kind of hoping either Black Klansman or Star is Born will win. Yeah, I do need to see both of those. I've seen them about almost half of these. But yeah, Black Klansman and Star is Born, I definitely need to see in the next month. So I have a better idea. All right, so that is enough of the Oscar talk for now. Uh, we'd want to finish up with what we've been watching recently. We both have two movies that we feel you should watch that we liked we watched recently and we'll just give a quick rundown on it mike do you happen to have a movie i do it's a movie that not many people have really heard of but turned out to be a pretty good film in my opinion it is you were never really here starring joaquin phoenix where he's basically like i don't want to say a hitman but basically it's he's a retired gulf war veteran who mm-hmm takes in jobs finding girls who were trafficked in the sex slave slave industry whether they're minors and it's this whole pedophile ring which is pretty much what the movie goes in direction but they did a great job with the filming the storytelling of it joaquin phoenix did an amazing performance throughout it and it kind of leaves you with this weird ending like you don't really know where the story is going to go and i kind of like that does it leave 
it open for a sequel if they wanted to, or is it like it's a fixed ending, but it could go either way? Like it's left up to an interpretation. I think it's left up to an interpretation. I don't think it can really go anywhere else. I don't think the movie okay. could do well. It had a, a sequel. Well, it's definitely been on my list for a while. Uh, and I, I'm I'm glad I'm hearing good stuff. I've heard good stuff about it. I'm glad you liked it. So it's definitely a must watch for me. And I guess for anyone else watching it. Now, what kind of movie? For I did see the trailer. And it looked like a thriller movie. Is that accurate? or Kind of. Okay. I mean... The movie is not short on action, but it's more of a storytelling movie. It's going deep into corruption and these pedophile rings and pretty much showing you that sometimes the real bad guys are the ones who pretend to be the good guys. That sounds kind of deep. Well, when when you watch the movie, you'll understand. Okay, fair enough. Once you see the movie, uh, I'll bring up my thoughts here, see if I agree with you. Uh, my first movie is, I'll keep this one short, but it is Dragon Ball Super Broly. Do have to talk about it. As a Dragon Ball fan, it was a great movie. Saw it last week. Theater was packed. The thing's been killing it at the box office. And basically, the reason why it's doing so good and why it is an important movie for Dragon Ball is it is the 20th movie in the Dragon Ball franchise, and it does bring one of the fan favorite characters from other movies, which don't really count story-wise, canon. So Broly's now officially in the Dragon Ball story. They can write a bunch of stories with him and all that. So the movie was great for two reasons. One, the first third of the movie is basically a prequel before Dragon Ball. So you see the Saiyans on Planet Fuchida. You see how they live normally, how Frieza rules over them. And it's actually nice to see. You know, there's not really any action, but... It's good to get a little background. And then, obviously, two-thirds of the movie is just basically fight after fight after fight. And the animation with it is fantastic. These are some of the better fights in the Dragon Ball franchise. And if you're a fan, you do have to watch it. And if you have watched any of the previous Broly movies, especially the first one, they do redeem Vegeta in this. He does act hell of a lot better. And it's definitely worth a watch. However, I do have two issues with it. First... Uh, it's mostly 2D animation, but it does switch over to 3, uh, 3D at time with CGI. CGI is not that good in some spots, and it's quite noticeable. It does take you out of it a little bit, but it is quick. They move on. The second is the cast of characters. The cast of characters in Dragon Ball is wide. It's diverse. It's great. It's why people love the franchise, besides the fighting. Toward the end of Dragon Ball Z, and for most of Dragon Ball Super, it's basically the Goku and Vegeta show. The other characters are not given much to do. And then the last movie, they fixed that. However, here, it's the same issue again. It's Goku, Vegeta, and maybe like Whis and Beerus, and that's it. You want to see Piccolo? He's in it for a few minutes. Gohan, Krillin, not in it at all. They're not even mentioned. So that is an issue I feel they do need to work on if they ever continue the TV show or make another movie. You have these characters, use them. So I've said my piece on that. Mike, what's your second movie? My second movie is a movie I actually just watched recently. It's called A Beautiful Boy or The Beautiful Boy, something like that. Basically starring Steve Carell, who's this freelance journalist whose son from his first marriage becomes a drug addict. And the movie is just basically a whole bunch of flashbacks, like which sometimes the flashbacks work, but that was also my biggest problem with the movie is that the flashbacks were so often it was kind of hard to tell the timeline of the film. So you could be going back to finding, or you could 
like there's a point where you find out that his son became addicted to crystal meth and then he goes to rehab comes back goes to college who knew he would relapse in college but then he starts using heroin and then it flashes back to steve carell asking some drug specialist about drugs he wants to know more this way he can fight it and help his son he's like all right well what's your son using so crystal meth and i was like wait a minute i thought his son moved on to heroin like what what's going on so there's just way too many flashbacks and about halfway through the movie you never see the kid's actual mom you only see his stepmom and the line is just it's almost hilarious because you you don't know her and this woman that you don't know walks in and the kid goes oh hey that's my mom just to let the audience know hey that's actually my mom you haven't seen her in the past half of the movie but this is her now so they kind of just lazily throw in the mom pretty much i mean it worked for the story but like i feel like at least throw like a flashback of the whole family together this way you have an idea who the mom is instead of half it seems like the flashbacks did not work for you or like if the flashbacks were a director's choice obviously that's what it sounds like is that it was a poor choice to tell the story yes so like if they did the flashbacks in chronological order i feel like it would have worked a lot because you could see the decline and hopeful rise a little bit but then back to a relapse a decline yes because when you're going through these flashbacks they don't really make the kid look all that different so it's not clear if this is new or old but other than that the movie was really good um the acting is phenomenal the general story was pretty good just not the way they were spinning it all right and uh for my last movie i have uh that i recommend to watch is bumblebee we finally it took over 10 years about 10 years to get finally a good transformers movie that's actually a genuine good movie not oh it's a better transformers movie and the way it works is they take a lot of what transformer was or at least for the film franchise and they take it all out there's not end of the world events there's not 10 transformers and a giant mesh of cgi fighting you can see the action and it's just simple it's bumblebee against more or less two decepticons and that's it john cena's in the mix as a military guy who wants to kill all the transformers uh you have Haley seinfeld as the girl who finds the car turns out it's bumblebee and it's a nice movie that has a 80s feel to it it ascend the 80s with good acting and good action as well like there's a, there's not really a lot to hate on this movie and first 10 minutes of it five ten minutes of it is if any anyone here grew up on the 80s transformer that's basically what it was it was all cgi they're on cybertron it was an animated section before bumblebee gets sent off to earth and honestly i've been hearing reports that they might do an entire movie just based on that and i think that do really well but they did leave it open for a sequel, which they also just announced, not surprisingly, where it looks like they might just disregard the first five movies and build off for this. Everyone seems to be enjoying it. It's making money. And it's definitely a good time. Yeah, I heard a lot of good things about it. I haven't seen it myself yet. It's definitely worth a watch. I know we, we disagree a little bit on the Transformer movies. I personally think three is the best one and one is kind of trash, but no, you can't hate on one. I can hate on it. I, I, I'm not a fan of it. Well, maybe it's not a fan of you. Well, the feelings mutual then. So, before we wrap up, Mike, do you have any comments on the Oscars or any of the movies we just uh, talked about? No, I think that pretty much sums it up. All right. Where can they find us at if they want to tell us about their thoughts about the Oscars? 
Yeah, if you want to talk to us about the Oscars or any movies you think we would enjoy, feel free to hit us up on Instagram, which is at Entertainment Expansion, or at our email, which is entertainmentexpansion at outlook.com. Yep. All right. So next week, the plan right now, if it all works out, we'll be talking about Gulas and overall the Unbreakable Trilogy. See yes. what we thought about it. Hopefully by then we get a chance, both get a chance to see Glass. We'll go into it, what we thought about it, and overall what we thought of Unbreakable and Split as well. And that's about it. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.